do me a favor and excuse the quality of this recording. Listeners to this podcast in particular, welcome back to the Next English Podcast. And today I'm speaking to Nick again. He has been on the podcast before, and I think we can safely say that he is the official Zdenix English Podcast politics expert. Hi, Nick. Hello there. I, the... I find it weird to be called an expert on the grounds that I'm just in the middle of doing my masters. I, I have not, not not published anything. Well, well, and for lack of a better phrase, I don't believe. The line of work I'll be going into has to do with publishing anything to do with politics. Well, maybe becoming some sort of administrative sort of capacity within certain institutions. That's what I want to do, but that's kind of by the by. But thank you for the well, uh, compliment. For, for me, per, for me personally, and for this podcast, you're definitely the expert of the podcast. Okay, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Um, so you agreed to talk to me about the recent political development in the UK. And since I'm living in the UK and I have been interested in this and I've been hopeful that it might all turn around. Obviously, I am now a little bit disappointed by the result. And I, I, I thought you might be a good person to, to shed some light on this issue, as you have done in the past when we talked about Brexit. So uh, where do we even start, Nick? What, what happened? Well, um, two days ago, was it two days ago? I think so, yeah, it was Thursday, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, so for lack of a better phrase, on Thursday, the uh, population of the UK went to the polls to um, elect a new parliament. And right. the issue is, though, is that there was a lot of people who were engaged with the political discourse. As a person who is a student, I'm quite often at the forefront of being persuaded to kind of engage in an academic sense and also a sort of activist mm. to engage in the political uh, sphere. Okay, so may, may I, I'm also, sorry, sorry, may I ask you a question? Are you, are you um, asked to be impartial or, or can you be affiliated? Well, the thing What? is though, is that I obviously do have a conflict of interest. Um, I I'm a fully paid up member of the Green Party, but in this election I voted Labour in my home constituency mm. because there was no Green candidate. Right, so that you didn't have a choice pretty much. Oh, for lack of a better phrase. Although in my home constituency there wasn't exactly a choice um, because uh, I am principled, don't vote Liberal Democrat, and also I'm not a very big fan of the Conservative Party. If I'm to R kind of quickly describe yeah. um, how this state of came to be, why the election even happened in the first place. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Basically, after the Conservative Party had their internal election into who would become uh, the Conservative uh, leader... Yeah, after, after Theresa May resigned, yeah? Yes. Technically, uh, Boris Johnson had to go through a similar vein to what Theresa May had to do, which was justify their position mm -hmm. within the, um, you know, the role of Prime Minister. Yeah. So to gain that legitimacy, a lot of people argue you have to go through and win a general election. 
So the thing is, though, is that Boris Johnson wanted, well, he he claims he never wanted a general election, despite mm. the fact that, as I said, there needs to confer this sense of legitimacy and there needs to confer this sense of uh, having, because of our uh, electoral system, you need a majority in Parliament to be able to pass things yeah. almost without. And as, as far as I remember, he didn't really have it and he lost. He did not. He lost a lot of votes. Like since he became the um, the prime minister, the, uh, he he, minister. he lost almost every single vote because of that. Because of not having the majority in the parliament. It was that um, technically Theresa May had the majority, but the issue is there was that her confidence and supply partner, the uh, Democratic Unionist Party, the DUP. Uh, and the thing is, though, is that Boris Johnson kind of inherited that legacy of I can't get the DUP to vote with me, I can't get other parties to vote with me, I'm in a minority, yeah. I will never be able to pass anything. So therefore, that claim that you always made about the, uh, gridlock and let's get this over with. And okay, gridlock, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, this is a learning podcast. Uh, so a gridlock means a stalemate or, 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 or nothing is happening. Yeah? You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Okay. Essentially, nothing would be, would happen because the thing is, anything that the Prime Minister put forward due to the fact that uh, no other party was going to agree with uh, meant that uh, yeah. they could never pass anything. And right, and so and so that's uh, why he called for the general Brexit election deal. and then uh, basically it happened this Thursday, so general election, it was, isn't it called a snap election as well? Uh, it's only a snap election due to the fact that um, it was called upon before the uh, most recent prime minister had completed his term, or party, you could say. Because mm -hmm. technically, whenever the leader changes, okay. um, you kind of still have that whole idea as that prime minister. But oh, okay. there's, you know, no real place. We don't right. have a constitution. Right. So the thing is, though, is that we have no set rules and regulations when elections take place. Technically, it's every five years. Okay. The issue is, though, is that that's involving the Prime Minister or, or the Parliament. Mm. The thing is, though, is the Parliaments keep changing due to these snap elections. Yeah. So, for lack of a better phrase, after the 2017 election, it should have technically been 2022, I believe. Yes, when we should be having, should have been having the next election. Yeah. But the but, issue is, though, is yeah. that Boris Johnson pushed the issue that he wanted this general election to confer legitimacy and also to be able to get his uh, uh, ideas right. through. Yeah. Get, really, get Brexit done, especially. That was his main the idea. The reason why I believe he won was because of one thing, and I'm kind of cynical about it, in my opinion. Okay, well, well sorry, sorry, just to interrupt you. So we, we're talking about who was won, but I first thought you would... Quickly, oh, yes. just say who were the main players, who were the main political parties, and who were their leaders. But don't, let's not spend much time on it. Just like, can you describe in a sentence um, each party's agenda, basically? Uh, okay. Manifesto or whatever. Yeah. The Labour Party was headed by a man called Jeremy Corbyn. Mm. The major kind of flag post of the, uh, flagship policies of that was to put another referendum to the British population on Brexit, yep. to um, push for nationalisations and wider welfare mm -hmm. expenditure, mm -hmm. and also to reverse privatisation of the NHS. Right, so, so if, 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 if I understand it clearly, so pretty much left-wing agenda. 
Pretty left wing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. The Conservatives, led by Boris Johnson, push for uh, a sort of very small-term policy. Uh, for example, um, pushing for Brexit to get done. Basically, yeah. push through their... Um, secondly, to give kind of investment somewhat into public industry and okay. into kind of the... the uh, NN- without really giving any... Well, sorry, did you say, did you say NHS there? Because you keep cutting off. So I think yes, you did. the NHS, the National, okay. Health the National Health Service. Okay. Um, Joel Swinson, the leader of the Liberal Democrats, yep. put forward the argument that if she ever won a majority, which was not likely, that she would immediately revoke Article 50, mm-hmm. therefore ending Brexit by way yeah. of us remaining. Yes, um, exactly. She uh, essentially put forward the case that um, we need to deal with, uh, well, kind of our flagship policies were kind of milk toast and kind of uh, in between the two parties. Mm. So, it, so if you say flagship policies, I like that word, and it's new to me, I, 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 from context I can, I can guess that it means her main policies, flagship policies, so something yes. she, she, she waves her flag with it, but it's something that represents she champions her. Champions these yeah. policies, it's okay. what's set. All right. The thing is, there was then there's there was the Green Party with uh, the co-leaders Jonathan Bartley and um, oh goodness, I forgot that. That's all right. Gosh, Sean Berry. Oh, okay. Uh, her uh, their policies were basically very ecologically driven, mm. but also to put forward uh, uh, a referendum on Brexit. Yeah. Uh, they were very environmentally focused, though. For of example, course, of course. So they wanted to stop the climate climate change. And, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Stop the climate crisis. No, climate, climate crisis, crisis yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there was, well, there was Change UK, but they fell out of grade. Yeah. And they completely lost interest as soon as, um, as soon as... I think Chukamuna left them, but he went to Lib Dems. He went to the Liberal Dem- yeah. Democrats. And, and so he on. lost his seat. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. And then, and then I think we just... Uh, let's 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 just say a word or two about the Brexit party. So who were they, and who was their leader, and why did he, for God's sake, why did he decide not to not to um, be the candidate? He decided not not to run because for the past six times he has, he has run for gem, uh, for a seat in the general election, he has lost by a large margin. The closest mm. he ever got was in a place in I believe it was East Sussex. Yeah, just, um, just, just, just to quickly clarify, we're talking about, of course, Nigel Farage. Yes, Nigel yeah. Farage, mm-hmm. former leader of UKIP and currently leader of Brexit Party, which yeah. technically still exists now, although I'm not too certain for how much longer. Yeah, it doesn't have any purpose anymore, does it? As far as I can tell. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so, so well, you've already, you've already mentioned it, uh, Boris one, Boris Johnson. I don't know why everybody calls him just Boris. It's really strange. Well, it's kind of, well bearing in mind, for example, in the United States, uh, Pete Booty, oh, wait, no, uh, Beto O'Rourke is referred to as Beto, even though like everybody else refers to him as O'Rourke. But that's yeah. a completely different individual. I apologize for bringing up American politics. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So, so who will be the next MP then, or PM? PM or MP? PM is Prime Minister, MP is a member of Parliament. MP is a member of Parliament. Yes. That can be any individual uh, MP. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, if we're talking about the leaders, just quickly. Yep. Jeremy Corbyn said he would lead the party, but not into another election. 
Joe Swinson lost her seat mm. and is most likely going to um, lose her position as leader of her party. Yeah. Um, Boris Johnson has a, I believe it's a 60-seat majority. Yeah, so, so it's, it's pretty, pretty much, much a landslide victory, victory, isn't it? Like It's what's called a landslide victory. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. he, he has got the majority, he doesn't have to rely on any, any party politics. anymore, it's not like parliament. So I think he's, he's very happy about this result, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Um, there was, uh, in terms of the Green Party, they've kind of just maintained exactly what they've had for mm. about three uh, general elections now. So it's like, like one seat, seat isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's Brighton and Hove and they just always keep it because Caroline Luke is amazing. Okay, okay. So, uh, well, is, 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 is this result due to the fact that basically the Remainers, they were split? And Well, if you were to ask me personally yeah. what this was about, mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion, and try not to get me wrong on this, I've studied politics for, well, at university level for over five years now. Yeah. And the thing is, though, is that there are things that I believe I know yeah. that the average person on the street will not. Okay. Uh, that's, that's why, why we have you here, here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of the role of government, the role of uh, the prime minister in, its, in affair, uh, the affairs of state, and also how the European Union functions. I'm doing a master's in European Union uh, uh, European Union studies. Okay. I should know... To your onions, yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should know your onions. Yes, I certainly hope so. Yeah. And the thing is, though, is that as much as Boris Johnson was parading this notion of get Brexit done, mm -hmm. the problem is, though, is that it's not going to be like this. It's going to be a lot more of a drawn out, softer. boring, tedious process. Is it going to be yeah. softer in the end as well? <coughs> oh, certainly not. No. Um, he's, the thing is, he's galvanized the leave base, which yeah. seems to have remained since um, the 2016 referendum. Yeah. The notion that Boris Johnson uh, is going to champion them, that that democracy is going to be carried out um, mm. as a result of honouring the uh, vote, yep. despite the fact that what we know about developments in regards to lies, in regards to uh, what what can be achieved, mm. in regards to um, the kind of process in which all of the other European nations perceive this process, they uh, like for example, um, Angela Merkel yesterday came out and basically said. Uh, the relationship between the UK as a competitor rather than as a partner hmm. will be a situation in which they're going to have to take into account, which, for lack of a better phrase, in my opinion, means um, there's going to be a lot less attention given to the United Kingdom yeah. in terms of what they're going to do in regards to trade. And hmm. we will not be able to trade quite so but, fairly with the European uh, well, Union. Well, that, that was kind of expected, wasn't it? Like, well, It was definitely expected, but the issue is, though, is that um, you don't get a 60-seat uh, majority if people believe it's going to become harder. They believe it will become easier. They yeah. believe their lives will become easier. Well, they believe that this problem will just go away. Hmm. But the issue is, though, is that they've been sold, in my opinion, a set of lies. Again. Lies <laughs> Yet again. Absolutely. But the thing is, though, is that if you're to ask me, if, yeah. in a very cynical sense, why Boris Johnson won, hmm. 
it's because he galvanized a strategy that has worked mm. in recent memory quite easily. Yeah, so it's like, like simple slogans, simple uh, repeating the same phrases, and well, appe appealing, appealing to... Um, yeah. well, and also, in my opinion, it's also because Nigel Farage, he didn't contest him in some of the constituencies, didn't he? In in those. Yes, he chose to say when yeah. uh, where there was a conservative majority, the Brexit Party would not participate. Exactly. And the thing is, though, is that in some seats, that was what was stolen from Labour voters. Mm. Uh, well, from the Labour votes to give the Conservatives that majority. Um, <sighs> okay. So... Well, this is some de depressing stuff. But let me ask you this question: um, What does this mean for the country? Actually, like you have you. You have expressed your opinion about the um, commerce, I would say. Yeah, you, you yes. talked about the possibility of some trade trade problems. But there are more things, such as there is there is a um, um, risk of, of Scottish independence happening, right? Uh, there, uh, there might be more austerity. And you know how this country is. I, I'm now living in London and I can see homeless people on almost every single corner. And then, I live in Newcastle and yeah. it's the same situation and i've heard it about Fumbling street and you see the copious amount of rough sleepers it's not yeah. a pretty sight it is not at all one that's not going to go no and and the nhs is a problem uh, as well like there's not enough money in it the same with the police the knife crisis all this so is conservative party the answer because they have been at the helm for the last 10 years or, years or so right nine years okay so what, what's what's gonna happen now Scottish independence, well, I guess. Well, the issue is, though, is that the Scottish Parliament, I mean, the Scottish uh, National Party yeah. will put forward the notion that we need to gain independence now. Almost all of Scotland is un is behind us. Why aren't you giving it to us? And Boris Johnson, in my opinion, will yeah. simply do what, let's say, they did in Catalonia and uh, in Spain and basically go, no, yeah. you are mine. Yeah. We'll do whatever the hell we want. You do yeah. not have a majority. You do not have enough influence over the British government to do yeah. anything about anything. So basically, get stuffed. Yeah, I think um, it's gonna it's gonna lead to some future problems though, because the Scottish people they have a fire in them, right? They don't want to give up. Yeah, so but the easily. issue is though is that they don't have the capacity to let's say do what the no. Catalonians did and no. just cause riot. Well, then no. again, it wasn't exactly them that caused riot; more the police. And mm -hmm. as we saw from yesterday, the police don't exactly know how to handle protesters. Okay. Um, so you think this, you think this will be stopped? The Scottish referendum won't happen. So what it about won't the? Happen because the thing is, though, is that the conserv. Well, let me put it like this: the Conservative Party's full name is the Conservative Unionist Party. Yeah. Essentially, they are pro uh, Northern Irish uh, yeah. being a part of the United Kingdom, Wales yeah. being a part of the United Kingdom. Yeah, they just want to keep keep the union. The yeah. notion is that they believe the union is better together. And the issue mm -hmm. is, though, is it doesn't matter how many SNP seats were gained. They currently have, I believe, 50 55 seats. 55, yeah, okay. Yes, that's cool. That's like the record, isn't it? Well, yes. And it's pretty much almost all of Scotland. Yeah. Essentially, um, I believe uh, Labour only gained two seats there, mm. and the Conservative Party gained about three or four. Okay, yeah. That's so essentially, quite, it's quite telling, I think, yeah. Okay. It's quite telling, in my opinion, yeah. of the relationship between uh, Westminster, the head of um, the UK government, yeah. and um, Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Because the thing is, if you were to ask me, mm -hmm. I would simply say 
Scotland needs to run and kind of almost pull a Catalonia. It needs to essentially, in my opinion, hmm. go, we will de facto claim that we are in charge. And if hmm. you do send people our way, we will appeal to the European Union for protection. For protection. Okay, <coughs> well, that that's, might be interesting. Okay, I guess these, these things are yet to happen. But, um, well, I also thought there might be some more austerity or... What, do you think it's going to be, be different? There will almost certainly be. As much as the Conservative government loves to pretend during uh, election cycles that there will be investment, as of, uh, 2005, uh, as of 2010, the um, uh, uh, per capita input into the uh, uh, NHS has hmm. dropped. Hmm. In terms of the policing, that has dropped. In hmm. terms of education, um, the financing for... Um, most of the public sector has been dropped hmm. and essentially there is the risk which Jeremy Corbyn outlined which I'm not the Conservatives touted it as absolute nonsense but the issue is there was they have the evidence there yeah. that, the, that there are, are currently talks with the United States to hmm. essentially engage in a trade deal yeah. that would promote the notion of the market entering our national health service. And this is all this is all happening because of Brexit, of course, because they're gonna like financially the UK will be worse off and they I think they just need to cover up this fact. They, they don't wanna they don't wanna reveal the truth, obviously. So they're going to mask it, in my opinion, with some austerity. And um, to, people Yeah. To give a more cynical notion, there are two uh, <laughs> thinkers I'd like to bring up. Okay, go for One it. One of them is Naomi Klein. Naomi Klein wrote this book uh, quite a while ago, and it became a, uh, a small documentary called The Shock Doctrine. And um, basically, The Shock Doctrine uh, puts forward the case that uh, you can pass very unpopular policy by either manufacturing or by there being a disaster or hmm. a crisis. Hmm. And during that crisis, people look to strong people, yeah. to kind of hegemons for the sake of providing security. Mm. And those are normally a form of providing scapegoats or in providing a bravado sort of stance. Jingoism normally is a, a common trait or um, kind of the notion of unity appealing to nationalism, this sort of thing. These, the, and this was kind of manufactured by the neoliberal movement that was kind of led by the Chicago School and Milton Friedman, mm. who was a mm. neoliberal theorist. Okay, I think, we are getting, I think we are getting too deep. Uh, so, okay. yeah, that's all right, though. Obviously, we appreciate your input. Uh, I just wanted to ask, um, do you think you will ever rejoin the, the European Union? Is, is there a chance that this might happen in the future after maybe this project fails let's let's be cynical let's keep basically. being cynical here <laughs> the rise of right-wing populism across europe and the united states um and, and technically you could say it's a worldwide phenomenon it uh, is yeah is something that is a i be, i'm believing less and less that it's reversible or that it can be resisted because the thing is, there was uh, these groups, uh, these galvanizing forces that attempt to push forward nationalism, push forward kind of like very unpopular policies to undermine public institutions, to introduce the market into 
more areas of the economy mm. means that essentially we will um, find it even harder to resist. So the prospect is quite bleak, we could I'm say. I'm not exactly optimistic. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. to, oh. and to kind of get a, a point across, a yeah. lot of persons within the Labour Party are arguing, well, this is because of Labour's move to the hard left. We should have appealed to Centre small mm. we should have had policies that were quote-unquote actually achieved and my simple achievable did you say achievable there sorry achievable yeah, yes. yeah yeah okay and my simple response was well no because the thing is there was a let's say for example labor went with the uh leave stance and they wanted a softer brexit for example mm. that would have completely isolated almost all the remainers they, mm, yeah. they probably wouldn't have taken pulled in the um, Liberal Democratic sort of ranks because yeah. most Labour voters on principle won't vote for a party that went, went into bed with the Conservatives in 2010. Mm. Um, if, let's say, they were more lax on, let's say, climate change or the, um, the NH, <sighs> a lot of their core base would have abandoned them. And so essentially, a lot of them keeps, a lot of like parliamentarians, a lot of thinkers of this time keep pushing the case forward that we should have been more central. Jeremy Corbyn was the problem, not mm. the party itself. Mm. And my mm. simple stance were uh, my simple stance was that no, if they went any other way, they would have just simply appealed to voters that were never going to vote to them, that were never going to vote for them. <sighs> Nick, I'm depressed. <laughs> but like you're telling the truth. This is how it is. Um, and you understand the issue, obviously. Um, I, I didn't even want to read the newspaper or like I, I stopped listening to the radio after after this election. There's a lot of pessimism going around because the thing is, though, is that a lot of persons on the left are trying to um, essentially take this failure and go, how do I push forward my political career? I will just. How do I push? Sorry. How do I push forward? What? With my career. Oh, OK. That's yeah. by bashing the current leadership and going, well, they're the problem, not me. Like, for example, there was this. Um, MP who had gotten elected mm. on, I believe, a very slim majority yeah. that simply said um, it was Brexit. And my simple response, and just like that, you've just thrown your leadership under the bus. Mm. You've just, you've, you've essentially gone, no, I'm going to take up the Conservative speaking point because that'll make me popular. And that, that will make me popular, he said that. Because some, some, some of your words keep cutting out, but that doesn't matter. It, it's, I think it's still understandable, so it's fine. Yeah. Nick? I understand. Yeah. Yes? Well, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving us this Actually, perspective. Have, thank I, you very I much for that. I my conflicts of interest in front of you, and yeah. I hope at the very least I can um, provide this... Because the thing is, though, is that there's a lot a lot of pessimism. There is yeah. one semblance of hope that okay. I always want to put forward. Yeah, let's let's end on a positive note. Let's go. The the left doesn't necessarily conglomerate in the form of being a political party. This can be utilized in the form of unionizing at work, in standing up to your box, in okay. um, forming a kind of uh, basically, if you're a worker, join a union because mm. collective bargaining. Mm. So they basically they will they will um, uh, respect your rights and things like that. Yeah, that's what you um, say. 
Yes. But the okay. thing is, though, is that understand that it's going to be harder for you, but mm. it's not over. Yeah. It won't be over it's... until... Wow. Until the, uh, the fat lady sings, I think is the expression. <laughs> well, Nick, thanks a lot for appearing on the Next English Podcast again. Uh, I, I think that that's it for, for Brexit. I think it's happening now. I think there's no going back now. It won't be over for another seven, eight years. Yeah, I know what you mean, but, but, but uh, what I want to say is that Brexit is definitely happening now. It's definitely happening, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, this chapter is now um, over. Yeah. Um, my career options just went from two years to five years. But... <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Nick, thanks a lot for being on the Next English Podcast and uh, all the best with your studies and all that. It's, and it's lovely to hear from you again, Zdenek. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenek'senglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you.